ID theft is a growing concern for consumer advocacy groups, government, and financial institutions. What role do ID theft councils and organizations play when it comes to working with governments, financial institutions, and healthcare providers after a consumer's identity has been compromised as the result of a breach? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm joined today by Joanna Crane, an ID theft expert and former senior attorney for the Federal Trade Commission, who now serves as an executive advisor for the Identity Theft Resource Center. Joanna, you've been and continue to be involved with a number of ID theft organizations and causes. Can you give our audience a little background about the work you've done with the FTC's program to assist victims of identity theft, as well as a bit about the work you continue to do through organizations such as the ITRC? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, Both the FTC and the Identity Theft Resource Center established their victim assistance hotlines and web pages back in 1999. So they've both been part of the landscape for, you know, a good 10 years plus. And, you know, they're there to support victims of identity theft in resolving their cases and also to broaden public education and awareness in the understanding of identity theft and also conducting research and sort of working with the private sector on solutions. Um, But the main thing is that they both do have toll-free hotlines and they also have websites where victims of identity theft can get assistance in resolving their problems because victims do experience frustration and harm when they go through the recovery process and oftentimes it takes a counselor, an advisor, just someone on the other end of the phone to get the victim oriented to the steps they need to take and to move through their recovery. Now, ID theft, of course, is a growing concern, but ID theft is not a new crime. Why in recent years has it gotten so much attention? I think there are two reasons. The volume of the crime and the harm that it causes victims Studies have shown that about 4% of the adult population, or about 8 to 9 million people a year, become victims of identity theft. Now, that's defined broadly to include unauthorized credit card charges, but it also includes account takeover, new accounts established in the victim's name, and things like tax fraud that are in the more serious harm spectrum. So you have people who discover they're victims of identity theft because they're receiving collection notices or they've been denied a mortgage or a student loan or they can't get a driver's license or they discover they're victims of tax fraud and they have to take several steps and it's very labor intensive to clear up their credit report, fix things with the creditors or the government agency involved and restore their identities. Um, And so because the volume is as great as it is and the difficulties faced by victims are substantial, um, attention to the crime has not gone away. These days, with data breaches being publicly reported, which impacts so many people, um, consumer awareness is heightened even more. And so more organizations are becoming involved in consumer education efforts to prevent identity theft and to help victims recover. And then, Joanna, why are financial institutions, governments, and healthcare providers taking an interest in ID theft? I think because while consumers suffer the consequences, it's financial institutions and the government, state and local and federal, and healthcare institutions that are in the best position to stop the fraud and help the victims recover. They're in a 
the best position to keep the information out of the hands of thieves, to investigate and prosecute the crime, and to help the victims recover. So victims now believe they have an expectation of assistance, if not prevention, and financial institutions and other entities are responding to the demands of their customers and consumers. And that's a great segue into my next question, and that relates to the fraud that connects to ID theft. And of course, most incidents of ID theft are related to some sort of financial compromise. That connection often puts banks at the heart of the ID theft recovery process. Yet consumers often say that financial institutions aren't doing enough. Where do you see banks taking an interest in playing a role? Well, um, I think that banks understand and the research has shown that when victims are affected either by a data breach or an actual fraud like an account takeover or a um, new account set up in their names, the victims become angry at the institution that compromised the data or where the thief was able to do the fraudulent transactions. And so they take an action. Oftentimes they will switch banks. 30% will switch credit card companies after an account takeover, according to Javelin Research. Um, 27% will switch their primary bank or credit union if they experience a new account opened in their name. So I think the consumer response is significant, um, and because banks want to keep their customers and satisfy the public and maintain public goodwill, they're involved at the core of both prevention and remediation efforts. And how could financial institutions and other industries such as healthcare that are closely linked to some of these ID theft incidents, how could they do more? Well, let me give you two examples of what they have done. Um, In 2004, the Financial Services Roundtable helped establish the Identity Theft Assistance Center which is now supported by 35 of the largest financial service companies. And what it does is it provides free victim assistance services to customers of the member companies. So there, the financial institutions understood that they needed to play an active role in helping victims recover. So victims who are customers or who have experienced identity theft at one of the member companies actually provide recovery services to the victim's of identity theft and help them clear up their credit reports and resolve issues with the various account holders. Um, so they're not just leaving it to government and they're not just leaving consumers on their own to you know, resolve these matters on their own and they're not just leaving it to the nonprofit. They've actually made an investment in this identity theft assistance center, uh, which has now helped more than 80,000 consumers since it was established in 2004. With respect to the healthcare industry, there is a new project that was launched this year called the Protected Health Information Project, and what they're trying to do is get a handle on where are the vulnerabilities in the new electronic health record system where there is greatest exposure to potential medical information compromise. They're trying to study it and be proactive about stopping the fraud before medical information identity theft grows to the crisis level that we've seen with financial identity theft. And I believe that it, that the medical and um, medical institutions and insurance companies will step into that space um, as the Identity Theft Assistance Center has done uh, with, it, with a very similar model if that crime continues to grow. Um, 
what more could they do? I think more companies, uh, more financial institutions and banks could be involved either by sponsoring the nonprofit organizations like the Identity Theft Resource Center or becoming members of the Financial Services Roundtable's Identity Theft Assistance Center if they're eligible for that. Um, as I said, I think the health insurance companies and medical providers can establish something similar to the ITRC and ITAC to help victims of medical identity theft. Um, so there should be a way for these organizations to be involved in taking care of the people who have been harmed by these data compromises. Now, a number of these ID theft organizations, which you've mentioned, have sprouted up in the country over the last couple of years. What role do these organizations, which are often not-for-profit, play when it comes to helping victims of identity theft? They provide direct victim assistance to victims of identity theft. The process for recovery, which Congress has made more robust and more beneficial to victims over the past 10 years, is still very labor-intensive. It involves putting your complaints in writing, providing proof of the crime, providing proof of your identity. There are a lot of pieces that go into proving that you're the victim and not a deadbeat. So these organizations provide assistance to victims to be able to take the steps that they're entitled to to clear their records. They also educate the public on how to avoid identity theft when possible. They work with law enforcement to help officers understand the crime of identity theft how to help identity theft victims, and that ID theft victims need law enforcement reports. Most recently, the Consumer Federation of America established a website where they provide a section devoted to shopping for identity theft protection services because more and more consumers are going out into the private market and paying for companies to monitor their credit reports and provide them with identity management services. There are a number of ways that they have gotten involved in preventing the crime and in helping victims if they uh, after it occurs. Now, you mentioned Congress, and one of my questions related to some of the support that government is offering these organizations. Where do you see the government playing a role? The government can play the role both through the Federal Trade Commission's website and uh, hotline, which provides direct victim assistance and education, but it also can fund these nonprofits. And most recently, it has, um, this year, it is just uh, establishing something called the Identity Theft Victim Assistance Network Project, which is funded by the Department of Justice. And they um, selected nine subrecipients from around the country to receive seed money to establish or enhance um, their community-based coalitions to improve the community's response to victims of identity theft. So you have now nine subrecipients all across the country, Arizona, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Colorado, um, with their uh, membership coming from organizations like Legal Aid Services, um, Coalition of Aging Groups, Attorneys General's Offices, various types of community-based organizations are now funded to enhance their ability to serve victims of identity theft specifically. And so by putting seed money on the ground to improve delivery of services to ID theft victims, they hope to start a broader grassroots movement that can be a model for even more communities adopting these practices. And then before we close, Joanna, what final thoughts would you like to share with our audience about identity theft? 
Um, I would like to emphasize that there are many, many financial institutions who haven't taken the proactive step of supporting an organization like the Identity Theft Resource Center or becoming a member of the Identity Theft Assistance Center with the intention of helping their customers or individuals who may be victims of identity theft due to a fraud that occurred at their bank. And I think these, that type of support makes good business sense. We know that customers, that consumers become upset with financial institutions when this happens. I, I think that consumers have come to expect a robust response from their financial institution and being able to say that they're members of or they support an organization like the Identity Theft Resource Center who's there to work with the victim day after day until they get their problems resolved is, is a way to give back to the community and to show consumers that you care. So, um, you know, my, my final thought is that um, in addition to your in-house customer service, I think it's, it's incumbent upon financial institutions and healthcare organizations to go the extra mile and support these community-based organizations that provide direct ongoing victim assistance. Joanna, I want to thank you again for your time today. My pleasure. Again, we've just heard from Joanna Crane, an identity theft and security expert formerly of the FTC. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.